In the name of one God who creates us, redeems us, and sustains us. I've had enough. I cannot stand this one more minute. When is this going to end? I am so tired of this. Why can't I do my favorite things? Why do I have to stay apart from people I love? When am I going to get to travel to my favorite places? Life would be better if I could just... I don't know about you, but after four full months of COVID social distancing, I'm noticing that people's nerves are beginning to fray. Our ability to have compassion for one another, much less for ourselves, is waning. Yet the fact of the matter is, there is no end in sight. We have no choice but to keep on our current trajectory of social distancing, of not traveling, of not being able to have the world and life every way that we want it, when we want it, the need to continue to wear masks even when we don't like it at all. And what is more, we need to keep on our trajectory of living our faith, to be grounded in our faith even when we can't gather in community for worship or ministry in the ways that we normally would. Which is why I think today's gospel arrives right on time for all of us. In the sevenfold way of love that the Episcopal Church is using to engage social disciplines so that we can all deepen our faith, learn is one of the seven disciplines. Learn means taking time to sit with scripture, to learn from scripture, to listen to how scripture is speaking to my life, to our life as a community. And if there is one thing I wanted us all to learn from today's gospel, it would be compassion. Jesus has just learned that John the Baptist has died and he tries to get away from the crowd, to take time to mourn, to pray, to be with his grief, to not have to take care of others. And yet when Jesus sails across the lake and he gets to his deserted place, surprise, surprise, the crowds have followed him along the shoreline and Jesus is confronted not with what he expected or what he wanted. And if you were ill or if you were possessed, wouldn't you too want to be healed? Wouldn't you also have hoped that you could be one of the lucky ones who Jesus would reach out and make their life better again? The crowds, they were not thinking about Jesus' needs. They were thinking about what they wanted. They were thinking about what they needed. And when Jesus steps off of the boat and he sees the crowds, he doesn't get angry. He doesn't get resentful. We get angry, Jesus, in about nine chapters, in case you're wondering if Jesus ever does get angry. But no, today, Jesus sees the crowds and he's moved and he has 
compassion. And the word in Greek for this kind of compassion isn't the, oh, I'm sorry, here, let me help you. Here's a dollar compassion. No, the word in Greek is something more like that gut-wrenching, that inside feeling that leads you to have a conviction that things must change in this world to help others. And you realize you have to change yourself, your own expectations, your own desires in order to be present with others. And so Jesus leads by example and he gets off the boat and he begins to heal. And the day goes on healing one after another. And then the disciples start to get anxious because they realize they're in the wilderness. There's no village. There's nowhere to buy food, and we have thousands of people gathered. And so the disciples are like, uh, mm, uh, Jesus, you need to stop healing right now. Because see all these people? We don't have enough food, and they need to get to the town, and it's not really our responsibility, and we don't want them getting upset. And Jesus, Jesus is like, no, nah, I'm not so sure about that. And they're like, no, really, we don't want to have to do crowd management when everybody gets hangry. And Jesus, Jesus takes the moment and brings the disciples along on his compassion journey. Jesus tells the disciples, no, the crowds are going to stay and you're going to feed them. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we don't have that much food. We barely have enough for the 13 of us. Like, what are you talking about? And Jesus says, no, no. And he asks them to act again. And he says, Bring me what you have. And the disciples do what they are told. They engage. They know they don't have enough, but they are still going to follow. And Jesus, Jesus blesses that food and again calls the disciples into action and says, pass this food around. And they do. And everyone ate. There was enough. There was enough when Jesus and the disciples showed compassion and care. Compassion as their guiding force. And then Jesus, Jesus, just to make sure the disciples get the point, asks them to act out of compassion one more time and tells them to collect the leftovers so that nothing goes to waste. And they collect 12 baskets full of leftovers. Compassion. Compassion is a multiplier. When you or I act out of compassion, out of that gut-wrenching feeling that we need to do something better, that something around us is wrong and needs to be corrected, you and I begin to change the world. You see, compassion is acting on behalf of someone else, never for our own benefit. And compassion, it can come any number of ways. Acting on compassion for our planet might look like changing your habits of what products you buy or use. Acting on compassion can come in the form of how you spend your money, looking at where you spend and why you spend might lead you to see that you can do more to help the hungry 
the housing insecure, and the sick. Compassion can come in the form of how we spend our time, and I know that this is especially hard during COVID, as many of our social outreach product, projects that we are part of are not functioning in the same way now. Any time we act, we have the chance to multiply our compassion because such compassion brings us into relationship with one another. When we change our lives, we also change the lives of those around us. And yet to be a multiplier, compassion must include action. We cannot just feel sorry for our people. No, our faith calls us to act on those feelings, to turn our feelings into action. Because every time we do, every time we act, we multiply God's love in the world. Every time we act, the mercy Jesus showed is spread, is a healing salve across our communities. Every time we act, the graciousness Jesus demonstrated brings us into better relationship with one another. Compassion is a multiplier of God's love. So when our nerves begin to fray, when we think we're going to lose it, Remember our call, our call to the Christian witness of compassion and work to bring God's mercy and graciousness into being. Have compassion for yourself and be led into action. Have compassion for those around you and be led into action. Have compassion for the least of these and be led by our faith and our witness of Jesus into action. Amen.